Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. I'm taking my Benadryl and I'm working on my dance moves to prepare for this discussion of the 2005 film, Hitch. It comes in at number 15 on the 50 best rom-coms list, and I'm inviting in returning guest Joe Kendrick to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I usually save this type of question for the movie musing segment, but mm-hmm. how are your dance moves? Uh, they are smooth, <laughs> like molasses. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you enjoy dancing? Oh yeah, I get a kick out of it. I've I always wanted to dance, uh, but I don't have any rhythm. Um, <laughs> but I I always wanted to be like Gene Kelly. Oh well, that's a lofty goal. <laughs> that was what I wanted was like to learn how to do tap dance and mm. and that type of stuff. Um, so that was what I wanted to to do. <laughs> well, uh, I think I might still join an adult tap dance class. I don't know yet. <laughs> but if you do, that definitely has to be uh, something you have to post about on the regular, you know. So we we have to see that somehow. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, if you haven't seen Hitch before, it is a 2005 romantic comedy film directed by Andy Tennant and starring Will Smith in the title role, along with Eva Mendez. Kevin James, and Amber Valletta. Hopefully I said that last name right. The film, which was written by Kevin Bish, features Will Smith as Alex, quote-unquote, Hitch, Hitchens, a professional date doctor who makes a living teaching men how to woo women. Unfortunately, while helping his latest client date the woman of his dreams, he finds out that his game doesn't quite work on the gossip columnists with whom he's smitten with. Columbia Pictures released Hitch on February 11th, 2005, so around Valentine's Day, and it was a box office hit grossing $371.6 million worldwide. So with that set up, um, is this a movie, Joe, that you saw uh, when it originally came out? Uh, yes. Lacey and I went and saw it in the theater, and then I want to say when Netflix – I don't know if Netflix, like the DVD version of Netflix – was coming out, so we might have gone to Blockbuster when it came out to to rent a few times. Okay, uh, when did you when did you and Lacey meet, and when did, did you oh, when did you uh, start dating? We got we got married in two thousand three. Oh, okay, okay. So we started yeah. we started dating in two thousand two. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, I I think definitely. I mean, we can uh, jump in into like what we like or dislike about this film, but I, I it it is a movie that just perfectly encapsulates the perfect date movie thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, especially, I, I don't know if people still uh, around Valentine's day tend to go to the movies. Um, it seems like now these days, there were like a lot of movies this year that came out on streaming around Valentine's day, which I think is uh, interesting. Like your place or mine or um, the new uh, Allison Brie movie. Uh, but those were all streaming. It's interesting. I don't think there was really a Valentine's day theme type of movie, uh, that came out in the theater. So, you know, back then it kind of makes sense that this movie made so much money because that definitely seemed, it used to be like movies and dinner. I I, I don't know if uh, people these days put those two together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely, I mean, you're talking 2003. So, or sorry, 2005. Yeah, with the year, so you're you're talking movie theaters and malls are still booming, you know, or at least the movie theater malls. So you know, you go go get dinner and then go to a movie, or go to the movie and then go get dinner. Um, so it's still a part of the date night life, like the the. Ex- not not the expectation, but may, I guess the norm. The norm, yeah. Um, and, and now I would say the streaming is the norm. If you know dinner and then watch something on Netflix or Hulu, or and you don't even have to watch the same movie. You can be sitting <laughs> side by side and, and watch four different movies at the same time. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing uh, you had a positive experience from seeing the movie back then. Is this something that you and Lacey have watched a lot since then? Uh, I, I, I think we might've seen it 
three times afterwards, but okay. like, not, I haven't, I watched the clips from time to time, mm-hmm. um, but not like I've not sat down except for our, our conversation here. And even then it was like, I'm going to watch the parts I want to watch. I can't like, I'll fast forward through certain parts um, <laughs> just because I don't want to watch them. <laughs> like the lull parts for me of like the secondary stories that didn't I didn't like or didn't I liked at the time but they didn't um certain controversies just didn't make sense to me of like the, the conflict the conflict didn't make sense right 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 yeah I think that's a perfect assessment I I, I remember seeing this film uh, I think that's I, I must have seen it in the theaters when it came out but it was a movie I bought on DVD shortly thereafter so I must have liked it in the moment uh revisiting it this time I think you hit it uh you hit the nail perfectly <laughs> of saying it's a movie that I feel is filled with lots of watchable scenes but as a movie as a whole it, it, it's kind of lacking <laughs> Like if you took Hitches and Eva Mendez's character out and just left Albert and Allegra, right? It would be a, it's a good movie. Okay. It's from from my perspective. Okay. Like watching their relationship blossom and the uniqueness of it, and in the playing on the troops of you got Kevin James who is not your ideal romantic lead with right. a woman who on the outside looks every bit of a romantic lead, but on the inside and personality wise matches Kevin James to a T. Yeah. And so you're, you're watching these two on the outside. It's a juxtaposition shouldn't work, but when you watch their personalities, it works and you're like, you're rooting for them. Like, Oh, this is, he really cares about her. This isn't just, you know, Allegra being a, a um, socialite and wealthy and, and such like, he's not just wanting her for her money or her looks. He, he's wanting a deep, serious relationship and respectful. Like this is, this is who he feels is his person. And you start to see that in a lot of ways, she is his person and really hitch serves as the bridge to to connect them yeah i, I think a lot of that storyline i it hinges on how you feel about kevin james i think yeah. <laughs> as far as an actor but i agree with you i i like the concept of this movie and you know uh, th- that relationship as far as like uh, i think in this movie it, it's said in some way that you know Oh, he Hitch says, I'm just providing the opportunity. Uh, and then it's kind of, you make, once you have the opportunity, kind of go from there. And I think that's a really good assessment. And I, I actually really like the intro of this movie, of uh, setting that up, uh, that, you know, love is not just regulated to uh, good looking people, which <laughs> other romantic comedies are. But, you know, it's, and I, I don't know your experience. I don't know, like, tons of like super famous people or whatever, but almost always, not always, but I think maybe people who have a certain status in life, you know, you quickly, I think as you age and you get older, you realize that everybody's people, right? And, you know, I think more people have more things in common than they don't. If you look at today in the TikTok content creator world, there there are instances where, this type of relationship exists and people commenters and viewers have a hard time with it of like somebody being what they've deemed super attractive and then somebody else they deem not to be attractive and they're like why are you with that person they're you know i would never be with that person and they're like that's why you're not with them and i'm with them like (laughs) this is this is my person yeah um, and like, I'll say like Haley and Kendra on TikTok, a couple, they're always like, Kendra, you can do so much better than Haley. Cause Haley's very mask masculine. And she's like, no, this is my person. It's really, when you look at it, it's like really degrading to the other human being of mm-hmm. like, and degrading that 
love is only based on outlook. Mm-hmm. And then and there is to a degree that there is a natural attraction. But I think love in the sense of like deep affectionate relationships goes beyond that into a deeper level. And so back to the movie, that's what I felt like was happening with Allegra and Albert was that there was a deepening relationship in, in kind of a transformation for Allegra of seeing somebody like Albert in the way that she would see uh, her or supersede expectations of how the media says she needs to, the people mm-hmm. she needs to be around. Right. Yeah. So the, the stuff between uh, Will Smith and uh, Eva Mendez didn't work as well for you. So when I first saw it, I thought it was cute. Like I, I love her character. I thought she was witty, snappy, sarcastic, everything that, um, and I think Hitch, Hitch just has no idea how to, I think he knows how to coach people into doing those things. But, and I think that's part of the character is that he doesn't know how to do that in his own life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that he can, another metaphor, he can teach somebody how to throw the ball, but you bet he can't do it himself. Yeah. Um, and so, so I think that drive drove part of it. Um, but it was the conflict at, that you know that that inevitable conflict that comes in every romantic comedy that separates the couple the conflict didn't make sense to me yeah 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 it's very uh i was laughing when i was watching this because uh whitney i'll give her credit for this she was like this kind of reminds me of uh how to lose a guy in 10 days which we watched not too long ago you know the same kind of like this is a journalist and they're kind of pl- both playing each other without really revealing their true motives. And then uh, also I can't help. I think it was made around the same time as like 13 going on 30. She's a magazine editor in that. And I was like, what was the deal with the early aughts? And we, our fascination with, yeah. you know, journalists and this is how you connect with people. <laughs> Never been kissed. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> starting to run through them now of, 28 dresses that's is that an early 2000s no no you're right no uh, 27 dresses we just covered it and you're right there uh james marson's character he's he's a newspaper columnist so, yeah. yeah um yeah you know these days i guess it would be an online you know writer not an actual yeah. like a print publication but yeah um the, the interesting thing with this movie is the difference is that she's not out like she doesn't purposely run into hitch as part of the story that that comes later right she realize that that's the person and she doesn't do that until her friend is hurt like right like her friend gets hurt by somebody who claims to be a a client of hitch and it's not true it's not mm-hmm. the case at all um and that's where the conflict like really bothered me of like you two could so resolve this right now, this speed dating scene. Yes. <laughs> and you choose not to. Right. And then she realizes she's wrong and she goes back to him and he rejects her. And then you have the car chase scene, you know, you know, like the, the line, I think it was something like, you know, love, that's what love does. You fall or something like that. Some, some cheesy, like, this whole third act could have just been avoided had you guys pulled your head out of your butts and just been adults. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally agree. I, I really, I really like the, I really like the scenes. I don't know if this makes sense because it's a movie. I like the scenes where they're just playing off each other and being around each other versus serving the plot and what's going to happen to him. So I thought the strength of this movie was the kind of back and forth banter uh, between the two, even the little date excursions that they go, you know, go on just watching them together and them being together. I I really liked, but yeah, I'm with you when it really starts thinking into like, especially the Vance uh, storyline of, you know, the CD guy. And that's how it, I mean, it is like, 
very poor writing. So it's almost like I felt like there was a someone who was writing on the dialogues side of things. And then there was someone on the other room who was doing the like structure of the story and they didn't bother to uh, check on one another. <laughs> yeah. Well, or yeah. Another way is like, um, you know, how the, the writer has a one vision and then you go to the studio and the studio is like, Oh, you got to add this in, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, to somebody's doing something over here, but not communicating with somebody over there. Yeah. And, and to his credit, it's leaning heavily just on the star presence in this movie. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we can maybe go into a little of the discourse of the slap and Will Smith, but even before that all happened, it's undeniable that he has always been a Hollywood movie star. And I think a lot of what carries this movie is, his his charm and presence and if you're in for that you're gonna love this if not you know you might not be i don't i don't think it should be a reflection on how you feel about the movie but you know i don't think you can start this movie now post the slap and think of what happened and will smith were you able to separate those two at all oh, yeah yeah i mean this is the slap like that's a moment of heated reaction right poor poor emotional intelligence and um with chris rock's new special out that that he kind of i think he presents a different side from his perspective and i think he just allowed those things like to exist that we witnessed a legit conflict on screen mm -hmm. it doesn't mean will smith's a evil horrible person it means he did something that was stupid and wrong mm -hmm. and you know, and he did it publicly versus if this was you and I out at a restaurant and we're out with our wives and somebody says something negative about them and we get up and, you know, go outside for a conversation, you know, like, like it's not to me, it wasn't that it wasn't like he was spitting off racial epithets and, you know, slander, hateful speech. He did a wrong action that you know he later owned up to and mm -hmm. and such so so for me it was easier to separate than like watching fletch where you know chevy has this reputation now yeah of of being not a very good person before that will had a very good reputation and i think the slap just kind of might have changed that a bit but yeah yeah I think it'll be interesting to see what happens over time. Like you, I mean, I can't help but like think of it probably because this was the first thing that I've watched with him in it since then. Um, but it'll be interesting what time does as far as like, because there's other scandals that have happened with celebrities in the past. And, mm -hmm. you're, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think like Hugh Grant comes to mind. He, you know, he was really able to shed what happened uh, with Elizabeth Hurley and all that, you know, people will see Hugh Grant just as Hugh Grant now and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but, but I was able, I thought about that, but then it left. I could totally like soaking in the movie, but I couldn't, I couldn't help but think like, I, I wonder, you know, uh, even like 10 years from now, would that thought still seep in if that makes yeah. sense? Yeah. But um, did you, uh, I, I was a fan of Eva Mendez on, in this film. I, I really liked her. I've always liked her as an actress and I really liked her in this role. Did you like her? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I thought it was like a, I'm going to say a breakout role. Cause I think she had some things before that. I think she was in, um, training day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so she's, she's been around, but it was like the first time you got to see what I felt like, and I'm a dude, so I don't know how much I don't. So it's maybe a skewed perspective, but it felt like her personality was shining more than than her looks. If that right. makes sense. like oh, oh yeah, for sure. Like it was, she's not a beautiful face. Like this is a human being who has a really strong, independent personality, and um it worked like, like I loved the sarcasm. I loved the confidence. I loved the, you know, looking out for your friend thing and, and such. So it was, 
I loved her in this. I thought she was great. She knows how to play comedy really well. And if anything, she just goes toe to toe with Will Smith, which is a lot of charisma on screen <laughs> and she's able to match wits with him, so to speak. So yeah, I think she's really strong and uh, she's kind of done other types of roles like this, but she can definitely fluctuate, you know, between the, the drama and the comedy of things. Yeah. Um, I mentioned him earlier. Um, I kind of have my personal feelings about Kevin James. What are your feelings? <laughs> uh, uh, so I never watched King of Queens. So this yeah. was, I think his first real co-starring or almost lead role in, in a film. Um, so it was different for me in, in that it was like he was allowed to be funny and kind of be himself. Um, but it was, it was controlled and it was purposeful. So he, he could play the goofy guy really well, the mm -hmm. awkwardness, the even inhaler, the sitting in, mustard or you know spilling a drink like the clumsiness um versus when you know, like you can tell that it was a controlled environment versus um when he's with sandler adam sandler and grown-ups like where it's uncontrolled and just like hey go have fun mm -hmm. yeah. um which i like him in that too so i i like kevin james um i here comes the boom is is such a feel good movie with him in it in in a different uh version of himself uh but i think more of a true version of who he is um but so i liked this i liked him yeah i i, I was a little kind of indifferent with him there were times where i i and i think this is other movies too sometimes he nails it like perfectly uh as, and in particular in this movie, uh, the, the dance sequence, I mean, I think is like dead on. Uh, but then there's other moments where the flubbering and like particularly the moment where he's like talking to her Allegra on the phone and he like slips on the marbles and all that, like all that, like just is like too much. But at times, like at times, I think it's utterly ridiculous, but other times I think he matches the tone like perfectly, you know? So I've always kind of seen him as like a more uh, safe, Chris Farley, <laughs> you know, it's like, he's very Chris Farley, like, except Chris Farley always had like an edge to him where it could get violent and you never get that from Kevin James, you know? Um, but um, I probably liked him more in this movie uh, than other things that I've seen him in, you know, he's a little hit or miss, you know, for me, but if anything, he, he, I think he's definitely tapped into, you can, he knows what his strengths are and, you know, he plays to that. And I think, I never saw like Paul Blart, Mall Cop, or Zookeeper, and those other things that he's in. But I, I, I think he knows his audience. He knows how to play to him, and he's fine with that, you know. But I think this, like you said, I know King of Queens was kind of. It, it probably started before this movie, but this was probably one of his first like chances on the big screen, and definitely you can see how this role opened up doors <laughs> to the other opportunities because I, I would say like without certain aspects of this movie, um, you know, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't have been, um, I don't want to say as good, but there are some pivotal moments that without him in it, and it's hard to think of somebody else that could have been in it, you know? Yeah. I'm like running through my head of like, who could be in this role? Right. And, and it's, it's hard to think of somebody. <laughs> It's hard. It's you know, even on that question, it's hard to think of anybody else in the lead in the four lead roles. Like it, it's hard for me to think of somebody else as as Hitch. Like who could mm -hmm. who could pull that off with such sincerity and such you know charisma and care? And then I don't think anybody could have taken Eva's place. Right. So, Joe, what what are your favorite scenes in this movie? Uh, so the the there are two the dance scene is funny like when he's like learning to to dance um and which is you know hilarious because uh, i'm like that's what i would be doing is you know doing the shopping cart thing of like oh i, oh, I don't want that i'm gonna put that back up no or, just keep keep your hands keep your hands, keep your hands here, here yeah <laughs> you know don't bite your lip don't uh and and I get it because in that situation where they're going to dance, there's, it's kind of a formal situation. So you don't want to, 
but then she's out there like going crazy and having fun and loosening up, which is tells that she's comfortable with him, which I love. Um, but that whole date scene at the, uh, at the, at the, um, at the art studio for um, Maggie's work that she's wanting to invest in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two things that I love about that is that stuck out for me were the um, interaction with the, the two friends where the, he was like, have you tried? He's like, oh, disgusting. And it's like not giving her a chance to talk. And, and Albert picks up on that and like kind of puts them in their place a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, when he meets Maggie, he makes the assumption that Maggie is the, uh, you know, female friend and it turns out to be his assistant or whoever. And then like, he's able to redirect, but it's still the same sincerity. Like everything he does in that scene is sincere. Yeah. He's coached on it and said, this is, this is how women, you know, you want to be respectful. And, but like, you really feel like he is really does care about Maggie's work. And, and you see, so that's my favorite scene, or my one of my favorites. And then the other is the the date scene with um, state excursion, where Hitch plans this huge thing of going out to Ellis Island. And so you got the breakdown of the jet ski or wave runner, and then he kicks her off. And the only part, like it's the awkwardness of Hitch, like being. Will Smith, you expect when he jumps in, like he jumps in like Will Smith, bad boys, <laughs> you know, uh, I robot Will Smith. Um, oh, what is the the last person on earth where he he fights the the vampires or the zombies or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what what the dog Legion? Yeah. Uh, I am Legend. Sorry, I yeah. am Legend. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like. And then he like he just like does this like Whoa! like fall in, <laughs> which yeah. I, I appreciate because it's like why are you doing that? But then at the same time, character wise, uh, so I like that all the way up to he's got this plan in his head and nothing's going as planned, and then he like picks out the the name of her in ancestor on Ellis Island, which is like you're gonna think could be this romantic deal. And it's like the worst thing that he could have done. <laughs> but I like that. Those yeah, are. yeah. There's these kind of dark moments in in some of the those date scenes that I really really liked about this movie, and that made me laugh. I, I just not just that the date kind of goes awry, but that you kind of tap into some darkness <laughs> into this film that it made me think we were talking about the screenplay earlier. It kind of made me think of maybe there were some like darker moments and maybe yeah. in the first draft of this thing. Uh, Cause that movie, that moment is definitely funny. Yeah. The, the wave runner scene uh, is great. Uh, a lot of people remember the allergic reaction uh, mm-hmm. scene uh, as well. That's always, always sticks in people's head. Um, you know, watching it this time, I, I did think it was funny. In the same time, it seems completely like unnecessary. Like it's almost like a cheap laugh uh, for the movie. You know, uh, it, it, I guess it gets him, you know, to her apartment, which is the whole, you know, whole point of all that. But the swelling part of it didn't get me so much as just when he initially eats the food and as he's trying to talk normal and he's having to <laughs> like in the side a little bit. I like that more coming on than the yeah. actual, like when his face balloons up. And so it's, a, it's like, it's a perfect example of one of those scenes that I think it's funny in the moment, but when it, when you look at it in the context of the whole movie, it doesn't work really well, but as kind of going back to <laughs> what we talked about at the beginning, you know, this movie might be taken in better as like a couple of scenes <laughs> go on YouTube than, you know, sitting down and watching the whole movie. I think the dancing scene uh, by far takes the cake as uh, the best scene. If anything, it reminds me of, dancing with Whitney or my girls. Like if you told them just to contain and they couldn't yeah. do it, they would break loose like he would. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Here's a question for you. Um, have you ever had a date go horribly wrong? Like, like the, like the Ellis Island or the, um, the uh, Benadryl. 
the allergic reaction. <laughs> and, well, um, yes, uh, kind of. Um, well, we'll, we'll hit that. In the, I'll tease that for a movie, okay. a movie musing segment. Um, okay. I have a, I, no, you, I have a good story for you. One of my favorite quotes from this was, uh, I like Hitch has a lot of like moments where he kind of goes in these long monologues, which are like almost like the ultimate, like greeting card, you know, <laughs> a lot of romance nuggets to pull from it. But I, I always liked, he says, like, I always tell my clients begin each day as if it were on purpose. Uh, I, I really like that. I, not just in romance, but just in everyday life. I, I, I like that idea. And so, and uh, at the end, he of course uh, looks at the camera and says, basic principles, there are none. I, I enjoyed that. Was was there anything else? This was an uh, extremely quotable movie. It's probably more memorable for its scenes. Were there any quotes yeah. that stood yeah, out to you? Just the, I pictured this going differently in my head, but that's like the only one that I can, like the, it, it wasn't, quotable to me like blazing saddles or, <laughs> right <laughs> um, other comedies like old school or um euro trip or road trip or american pie or something else where i can just like quote it there's nothing that really was like oh this quote was like awesome it was just more of the scenes right right yeah, um, I I also as as I've been going through these rom com movies, um, I, I haven't I can't help but note that a lot of rom coms ac actually reference other rom coms in this movie, and I just wanted to throw out like in this one, uh, uh, she's watching Jerry Maguire. Uh, I thought that that was a kind of interesting note, and I forgot to mention on the last podcast about Five Hundred Days of Summer, but there's a lot of references to. Uh, the graduate which is uh, kind kind of a, uh, i don't know if you call it a romantic comedy but it's hitting on the same theme so i'm kind of wondering is a to be a true rom-com do you have to actually reference another movie oh, okay. <laughs> in, in your plot movie musings one of my first questions for you was have you ever had an allergic reaction oh no i'm not allergic to anything Okay. I, I thought it was kind of untimely uh, that uh, one of the characters' name is Allegra in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was clear, clearly before the uh, aller allergy med medication became so popular. But um, uh, I wonder if maybe secretly Allegra named themselves after this movie because of uh, Hitch's uh, reaction. But um, so this kind of ties into you, you asked me <laughs> about if I've had a date go wrong it, it was early on dating with whitney and we went out um and i was meeting like a good set of family friends for the first time and one of her friends at the time was married to a cowboy but he's he was like a cowboy had horses you know ranches the whole thing so if anybody knows me um i i'm not like super good with uh horses and uh you know livestock <laughs> but anyway we were out there and you know kind of as you naturally do hey do you want to feed the horses or whatever so he gave us these alfalfa sticks to feed to the horses so we did that or whatever like that and we came back in and i remember for whatever reason, I, I think i had a tony romo jersey on so we must have been watching the cowboys that day or whatever and it very much was like hitch in the movie where when he was like, I kind of had felt like my eyes were kind of watering a little bit or, okay. or whatever. And she, she kept on saying, are, are you okay? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was like, I, th I think I'm allergic to hay sometimes. And, and then, you know, it was one of those moments where everybody started looking at me, like not normally, you know, just kind of with their, you know, kind of their teeth gritted and their eyes raised and that sort of thing. And it's definitely one of those moments. Uh, and they're like, I, I think you're, I think your face is swelling up, Nathan. I was like, Oh, is it, is it bad? And they're like, eh, you know, it's kind of, and I remember looking in the mirror, <laughs> I was like, dear Lord, <laughs> like it, it, obviously not quite as bad as hitches, but it was quite like, there was a lot of swelling going on and uh, we, we got a Benadryl uh, fairly fairly quickly so yeah i tried to stay away from those uh alfalfa sticks i'll keep that in mind if you'll come down for the uh um camp class and uh work day yeah. <laughs> not to let you near the near the alfalfa <laughs> well I, I can still be around horses and stuff but it's just like maybe maybe i shouldn't just grab a bunch of hay and just start like you know rubbing it on my face or <laughs> throwing it around or anything like that um 
a big thing in this movie, Hitch talks about how important it is to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like you are a good listener? I, I think so. <laughs> um, that's a big part of my job. Right. <laughs> uh, huge part of my job um, in what I do. Uh, and so I've, people have said I'm, I'm a good listener that, that they, they tend to open up and, and listen. Um, and I've learned over time how to ask questions that make sure that I'm listening correctly. Yeah. So I, I think so, but other people would have to answer that question more than, than me. <laughs> more, more importantly, would Lacey consider yourself a good listener? Would she consider me a good listener? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, again, you'd have to ask her like, that's, <laughs> a, that's a, I have a hard time. Let me get real for a second here. Um, I have a hard time like with questions like that because it's like, I think so. But oftentimes I've learned that what I perceive to be real may not be true. Right. And so that's always my, and two, I don't like, I have a hard time like expressing positively about myself and my skill sets. Cause I'm like, I see that, that I am, but, you know, you, yeah. you, you should ask other people and then they can tell you. So if anybody's listening to this on, you know, Instagram or, you know, like if you're on one of the social media platforms, if you just type in, yes, Joe's a good listener. <laughs> hey, you're, you're answering my questions well, so there you go. <laughs> um so uh because this movie is all about meetups and uh we might have been mentioning Lacey more than she had ever cared uh to know but i was just curious uh how how you two met and were you guys set up at all all right so do you want the abridged story or do you want the the true story i don't know we'll see yeah do, do both so all right so the abridged story is that we met at a party okay <laughs> The true story is that we actually met four different times before that. Okay. She remembers none of the four times. <laughs> we even had lunch together, <laughs> sat across from one another, had lunch together, and she does not remember it. Just you I two remember. or with a group? It was with like a group. Okay. Okay. So yeah. She was in her defense, and she'll say this she was not there to see me. <laughs> but I was there to see her. So right. <laughs> I, I saw her, and then it goes back even further. I saw her walk across at OBU um, in the Geiger Center at the at the cafeteria. I saw her walk across, and she had rainbow hair. She had dyed her hair like red and white, and um, had a cabbie shirt on. And I remember seeing her, and I go, "That is somebody I want to get to know." Yeah. And so we ended up at a party together. Um, my roommate invited her to a party and um, he went with the intention that he was going to be the one to ask her out and, you know, and such. And, and um, we all ended up drinking and except for Lacey, she, she wasn't drinking anything. Um, and he kind of, he just ignored her for the whole night. And she's off by her couch by herself. And so I sit down. I'm a little, well, and uh, we're watching Jerry Maguire. Or no, not Jerry Maguire. Uh, Jerry Springer. Completely different. <laughs> different things. Is on the screen. And so, and Lacey had this like ring on her ring finger that was like a, looked like an engagement ring. And I said, so, you married? And she said, no. You engaged? No cool <laughs> and that was it for like the next 20 30 minutes or so and i said are you bored and she said yes and i go would you like to go home and she said yes and i go well i can't drive would you like to drive my car she said sure so she drove she drove us back to the dorms okay okay and then the next day it just started from there nice nice so that's how we met yeah that's that's funny i didn't know about about you two meeting a lot before that. So yeah, that's funny. Yeah, four different times before she remembered me. That's funny. Rom com rankings. What do you give the chemistry here between Smith and Mendez? 
I'd say uh, a three and a half, four. Okay. Maybe more closer to three and a half. Okay. Um, personally, I I really liked the two uh, together. I gave them five hearts. Like I okay. I thought the chemistry of them like take the plot aside, like these two, you know, characters being in a room with each other. Like I completely buy in that they liked each other uh, in particular, the first scene where they meet each other in the bar and the way he kind of slightly, you know, picks her up. Um, I, I just, I completely buy into them. I, I really like their dynamics a lot. Um, uh, so I, other plot aside and stuff, I mean, I, I think they're the ones that make the movie watchable for sure. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Cause I see them like, I feel like if we went to hitch to, they would not have stayed together romantically, but they would be best friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I... So, so when I said, you know, romance, you think of romantically, like to me, there was no real spark or romance. Like, it was like these two are really going to be really, really great friends and best of buddies. Like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I I kind of saw it more as like you know he he has purposely kept girls at a distance, and this is the first time he's been able to reveal him true his true self to her. And so, if anything, I felt like they would be together because he. I, I don't think he would casually date somebody after this. No, but that's scary. That's the fun thing about movies, man. Right. Perspective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sec the second category, the best friend. So there's, we've talked uh, a lot about Kevin James as Albert. Um, there's also Julianne Emery as Casey, who uh, plays the friend to uh, Mendez's character here. Uh, so what's what's the heart ranking that you give this? Oh, both of them were fives. Wow. <laughs> Straight up fives on the bed. <laughs> we're just we're kind of flip flopped here, I guess. Right. Uh, so yeah, I gave it three. Once again, okay. the Kevin James, I think he really works sometimes, sometimes just as much. I feels bad for the Casey character in this. I think she kind of she becomes a convenience more than anything uh, to this plot, and I feel like she's not. Uh, I almost like even at the end where she gets set up uh, at the end by that old lady, which. I, I really didn't like that scene very much, but like it always, I kind of had to like remind myself of who she was. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Oh, we're paying this much attention to her. But anyway, um, no, no, not because of her acting or anything. I just think that uh, she just, she kind of got short shifted in her role there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I just, uh, from my perspective, and again, this is what makes movies so much so fun is that I felt like with Albert Hitch, like started off as a coach client relationship, but really developed into a good friendship. Right. Yeah. And, and then Eva's like, you know, she's taken up for a girl. That's her girl. That's yeah. her that's her ride or die, so to speak. So uh so yeah, so that's that was my justification for ranking them so high. But I this is why I like talking to you, man. You got so many different perspectives on a um <laughs> on a movie level this is good I, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the soundtrack uh to this movie but um i think throughout it you know uh it had some uh, really good songs uh how, how would you rate the soundtrack here uh you know honestly i did not pay attention <laughs> i think the soundtrack is really good because it, it, it's a it's a very appealing uh, type of uh soundtrack uh, uh, the type of artist in here um it has a lot of kind of uh current artists like John Legend in it, but then uh, it has some temptations on there, earth, wind and fire, uh, always, always good, you know, uh, wedding staples. I, the song love train is yeah. in here that like, it's one of those songs as I listened to it, I was like, how, how come I know this song, even though <laughs> like it probably doesn't exist Whoa. on any playlist. Uh, it's very much almost like Will Smith. It's just very like, accessible like to all people like everybody you know everybody likes these songs it, it's hard for me to think of you putting this on and not you know not <laughs> dancing or moving so to speak uh being tempted to do so um and i actually was running when i was listening to the soundtrack and all i could kept picturing is like this is the perfect soundtrack to put on 
during a party when you don't know all the guests. So it's very much a, like a very crowd pleasing type of soundtrack. So I, I gave it three and a half hearts, probably not something I would listen to all the time, but very, uh, very entertaining. It, it would be one of those, if it was playing in the background, somebody would be like, I like this song. I've always liked this song. Oh, who sings this one? Is it very much has that appeal. So, um, okay. So <laughs> I think I might know how you feel about this, uh, this category as far as the chase chasing declaration of love um what what do you rank the same a one <laughs> maybe a two I'll, I'll be nice and put a two two and a half yeah yeah um I, you know i'm actually kind of with you on that one two and a half because i i like when he comes up to her apartment I, I like the, once again, I keep saying the same thing, but I like the dialogue between them. I like, and I liked how they use the door as a framing device to keep them separated. Um, so like, I enjoyed that part, but then when it goes, when it goes out onto the street, so to speak, and he gets hit by the car and all those things, you're right. It's, it's, it's not the, it's not the strongest. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and it's like, Oh, that was my brother-in-law, you know, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. a wink to the camera. I don't camera. know who this person is. Right. He's not going to love you like I do. Yeah. Well, it, it even in the moment, like, because it had been a while since I've seen this, when he gets hit in the car and the lady runs out and she starts talking to, and I was like, wait, are we supposed to know who this character is? And then, I mean, they explained it that it's her sister, but it, it just, it always felt very sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So the rewatchability of this movie, what do you give it? Uh, three. Three. Like, okay. I can, I can watch the clips all day. You know, the parts that I love, but if don't ask me to sit down and watch it again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, yeah. Uh, in the, in the age of YouTube, like you could Google a hitch, you know, funny scenes and, you know, you could probably watch like maybe a montage of like 10, 15 minutes you would love it and probably get the same, uh, same out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like 15 is a little high, uh, for this movie. Um, but I, I definitely remember it having an impact when it came out. Um, I just think maybe it's a product of that. There's been so many, uh, other rom-coms, maybe successful rom-coms that have come out since hitch. Uh, it, it it doesn't feel so much dated in the material, but it feels like it was definitely a movie of its time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you, uh, do you think rom-coms have changed since 2005? I, I think there have, like, uh, as we were talking about, like, the previous podcast we've done, like, 500 Days of Summer, definitely, like, a total, like, branch off, you know, different avenue uh, than this movie. So I think there's some rom-coms that have taken taking a uh, you know bigger swings bigger chances so even though maybe the structure seems real similar i think um uh, i think some of the tropes that the rom-coms have become so well known for i think uh, some of the modern day movies have started to kind of try to get away from those tropes but the cinematography the look of it um the type of actors i think have stayed the same they're still trying to hit those beats but um being a little more realistic some some of the plot points of these movies are like really out there and i think a lot of this stuff now is trying to be a little bit more grounded in reality if that makes sense yeah recommendations is there one thing that you've been reading or listening to that you would suggest other people check out so um two things one Rewatch MASH, always worth a rewatch. The TV show or the movie? TV series. Okay. Yeah. Uh, movie's good. It just uh, has some things that don't really hold up today. But the series itself, uh, I'm, I'm on a MASH kick right now. I'm working my way through them in season eight now. And so it's fun to watch the character progression. And when you watch it, you see how, like, when you first watch the series finale, you're really, like, bummed out and wondering how they got there. But when you watch it, you can see you, it's like a roller coaster. You can see it's going up. Yeah. We're all about to crack at some point. So that's an old show that I recommend. If you've not ever watched, sit down and watch it. Still applies to today in a lot of ways. Um, but the new one that I really love 
is Will Trent. Oh, okay. On ABC. Like, I am getting a real kick out of that one. Okay. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I just, I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, it's so, it's, I went in thinking it's like a, another mentalist type show where this detective's like super smart, um, quirky and such, but like, he's got, it's not that there's a depth of background of like that abuse and growing up an orphan and the foster care system that made him the way he is. And so it's this unique, it's good. It's okay. good. Okay. Yeah. Good recommendation there. Yeah. Um, my, my recommendation, it's kind of a slight recommendation because uh, I don't quite know how it's going to end up, but we've been watching Daisy Jones and the Six on Prime Video. Uh, both Whitney and I uh, read the book. And so uh, pretty much, I mean, in this year, so it's pretty fresh uh, on our minds. And so um, the show is interesting to see how it you know, kind of interpreted the book. And it's about uh, Daisy Jones and the Six is this uh, rock band from the 70s. Um, and it kind of follows, it's almost a documentary style where they're, where they're looking back on their story. And so um, if you like music, if you like uh, especially music from the 70s, you'll like it. It's probably loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, kind of. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's kind of been a little slow going. We're, we're three episodes in, um, but there's a pivotal moment in the book that also happened on screen and in the third episode. And that was a really good scene. So I think I think we're kind of, uh, I, I can see the upward trajectory uh, for the show. And so anyway, uh, still, still kind of, I, I don't know if it cracked my top 10 at the end of the year yet, but okay. um, I, th I think, I think, especially if you like music, I think you'll be interested in uh, watching it. So it almost famous like, but well, okay. not, not, but don't, don't, don't compare the two almost famous is almost, un uh, you know, untouchable. <laughs> so oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, next week I'm going to have to freshen up on my French uh, because we are going to discuss the 2001 international surprise hit Amelie, which came in at 33 on this list. Have, have you ever seen that movie? Yes. We watched it in film class at OBU. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't really seen it since it came out. I remember it, you know, really kind of, uh, knocking my socks off at the time. So I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to watch it again. Cause it's one of those, like, like I loved it. I have to have this movie. I even owned it on DVD and I, I don't know how many times I've seen it since <laughs> when I bought it, you know? So, well, uh, as always check out moviesarelife.com for episodes, reviews and more. Um, it, it's always great to see you and chat with you. Uh, th thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, and, uh, keep working on those dance moves. I'll do my best. You as well. <laughs> All right, man. Well, have a good one. You too, buddy. Catch All you right. later. All right. Bye.